I'm Adam Manis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear It podcast. Today we're going to give you nine jazz movies we love. Ooh, we're going Hollywood today. Straight Hollywood, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a question from Nick, our friend in the Facebook group, um, member at Open Studio. And he asked about actually jazz movies and jazz books. But we have so many. We're so literate. And we're so, uh, what's the equivalent of literate for movies? I don't even know. Uh, well watched. <laughs> well watched. <laughs> bored? That sounds a little creepy, but. <laughs> we're really bored? We're bored. Um, yeah, we're so well versed in all the different media channels for jazz that we had to split this up into two episodes. So we're going to cover movies first. Yeah, because they're, Because they're. Uh, and you know what? I mean, we're going to do, we're going to do nine, right? We're going nine on I mean, this. we could almost do. That's the thing is there's so many good there's so much good stuff you can almost do one for documentaries, one uh, for dramas, are there yeah. jazz comedies probably some maybe yeah the Marilyn yeah. Monroe one with uh, Walter Matthau and Jack yep, Lemmon that's right that's, that's kind right. of a jazz comedy a little yeah. bit we'll have a whole other seven great jazz comedies right, sweet. yeah so we're gonna give you nine jazz movies is that what I said nine that's what you so. said all right no. well let's jump right in why don't you start so I'm gonna start with one that I, I've I've just recently watched just a couple weeks ago and this is. An amazing documentary on John Coltrane. It's on Netflix right now. It's called Chasing Train. If you haven't seen it, put it in your queue. Watch it tonight. Um, it's really, really an amazing glimpse into one of the great geniuses of this music. Lots of great interviews with people he played with and family members and musicians and celebrities who love his music. And his story is one of, I, th- I mean, I think for me, it's really inspiring because he's one of these players. I mean, he didn't just come out of the gate being John Coltrane, you know? Right. And this, this film reinforces that, that he had to like learn some lessons and have some failures. And then he, at some point decided I'm not doing anything I don't want to do. And, and he just made himself into this great figure. So, yeah, no, I think it's really good. And I'm, I wonder if it's at all related. It probably isn't. There was a book I remember reading, we can put over our list, Chasing Train, but I don't know I'm if this sure is it's, related. It's, but this has a lot of, uh, if it's the one I'm thinking of, because I think I saw it recently too, it has a lot of footage, family footage, like with his kids and stuff at his house uh, in Long Island, I yeah, think, which yeah. I'd never seen before. No, That's there's great. tons of, fo- of home, home movies, and uh, it's very, very special. Great, great. Well, okay, I'm going to go, number two, I'm going to go with a documentary too, because I know we're going to get into a bunch of dramas and stuff. Um, but that is uh, Thelonious Monk's Straight No Chaser. Yeah, awesome. And that came out in the, I think it was mid to late 80s. And I remember seeing this, I think it was late 80s. And actually Clint Eastwood, I don't know that he directed, but he like produced it or executive before he fell off the rails. Yeah, no, his production company, <laughs> I think, is the one who did yeah, this. Yeah, but I know he was instrumental in, in, in getting it done. And he's a huge jazz fan. Clint he's so. a huge jazz fan and, and, you know, even did some jazz movies yeah. that are not going to appear on this list. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, or one in particular. No, but, you know, there's so much great, footage and you know i was i was really into flowness monk's music so i felt like i knew his personality yeah and when I, I remember when i saw the, the the documentary but to see him talking and on the road like it kind of matched up how i imagined i'd read a book about him a biography of him and uh it's so much great stuff from in the studio i remember there's that whole scene when i think it's teo or teo Messero, I'm just messing up his whole okay. name. It's okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> the producer. He's not that important a figure. <laughs> well, it was like they were. Yeah, Rick, what has he done? No, but he's kind of like you know recording and and um, and Monk is. I mean, Monk is playing, and then he's like, "All right, we're about to start." And Monk is like, 
what are you talking about? We done. You know, like he'd already record all yeah. that great banter in the studio and amazing footage of them on tour in Scandinavia and just just a great movie. Well, that's one of the great things about these documentaries, especially that have footage that you may not see other places, is that you know we listen to these great artists. We call them great too much, probably. We put them on <laughs> the <festival>. great, <laughs> but no, you you know to to get a glimpse of them as human beings struggling, just how we all struggle and yeah. with certain things, or just having these kind of. Uh, you know, uh, intricacies in their personalities that we don't get to see is pretty awesome. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So that takes us to number three, and that is our first non-documentary. That is Round Midnight. Mm. This is, of course, uh, uh, amazing Academy Award winning film. Dexter Gordon was nominated for... As an actor. As an actor, yeah. which is an amazing feat, if you think about... Yeah. I mean, he's an amateur actor, right. you know, before this. Um, he's got a sad card now. He's got a sad card. I mean, no, I mean... It, it, Incredible film. That's great casting too. Yeah, whoever did yeah. that. I mean, such a. I mean, a lot of the other musicians that were in it, like Herbie and, yeah. and Wayne and stuff, were great too. But they didn't have the central role like he did. Yeah, Herbie produced the score. Is that right? Oh yeah, and it's a great score. It's incredible. Incredible score. soundtrack. Yep. Um, so that's definitely like that should be on the top of your jazz film list for sure. Yeah, and that actually may be the the best jazz movie with the music, and then the actual subject matter is about jazz, and it's a great movie, and it has great acting. It kind of hits all those points. I think it is probably the best music, um, best movie about jazz for all those reasons. Because there's some on this list where it's like the music is a little suspect. Wait, wait, wait! Don't give it away. <laughs> or how they use it is a little suspect. Right, you know what right. I mean? Or maybe the acting isn't. Maybe it's not a great film, but the music is awesome. Right. But this one hits everything. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, since since you let the cat out of the bag, let's let's I'm going to move up for number 4. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to say Whiplash. Uh reminds me of my experience around here at Open Studio, Peter Martin. <laughs> Such Whiplash. Yeah. So, okay, this movie, this is kind of funny to put on here because I actually think it's a horrible jazz movie. It's not great. I think it's a great movie. Um it it's not actually a horrible jazz movie. It's just it's just so it it's not it's fake. You know, it's super it's, fake. It's super fake, uh, but the movie's so good. The acting is so good. It's yeah. so interesting. It's so dramatic. Totally. And I think that you know there was such an uproar in the jazz community about this. It's like this is the not the not the way it is at. It was supposed to be like Manhattan School of Music right, or Juilliard yeah, yeah, or something yeah. in New York. You know, this cutthroat conservative. They're like that isn't the way it is. But think about this. Okay, so there's like one jazz movie made every five to ten years, pretty much. Yeah. But every year there's like a thousand um, cop drama dramatic movies about policemen totally. or detective movies which are totally fabricated also and you don't hear the police saying this is totally fake <laughs> no. our day is going around writing tickets we don't shoot up people and all this yeah we got a glimpse into how police officers feel like every time they turn on the television yeah right? yeah so i mean i think we need to just relax and be glad you know weren't there some musicians talking about boycotting it the whiplash and stuff you know oh no that was one of the other ones that we're also going to yeah, talk about yeah. <laughs> but i mean to me i don't know it's just it, it's a really it's, it's just a great movie it's a good movie and it's it's really a sports movie that they yeah. just happen to throw in, you know, big band jazz school. <laughs> exactly. It, but but if you aren't, you know, I know we have a ton of musicians that makes up the core of this listener base here. But if you're not a musician and and you see Whip Flash and maybe you think that's a glimpse, just know that good music doesn't get made that way. That's, like, that's right. just not how people are <laughs> right. to each other. I mean, maybe some people, but they're just not going to last very long. Exactly. You know. <laughs> uh, so that takes us to... Another movie, I'm going to call a little audible here, and what is this, number one, two, five. three, four, five. Uh, along the same lines, recent movie 
great movie, Academy Award, almost winning. <laughs> we won for about 10 seconds, and that's La La Land. Ah, now, now we're going deep into the controversy. This we, is... we, we just had some, 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 some unsubscribes, possibly. <laughs> I know. You know what? I'm going to say it. I like this movie a lot. I, it's, it's a great movie. I thought... I'm, I'm going I'm to second you on that. I, it's a really delightful movie. I love the, the narrative about jazz yeah. in the movie, and the characters struggle with, you know commercializing jazz and keeping it pure. I mean, these are things that we all (laughs) geek out about on a regular basis. It's much more accurate than Whiplash. The music... It just doesn't have any jazz in it. (laughs) (laughs) The music is a problem in the the movie. Well, I mean, the music... Yeah, I wouldn't even say it sucks. Well, I would say it sucks. But I mean, (laughs) that's because I don't like that style so much that... I mean, it's basically old school Hollywood Broadway. Yeah, I was going to say, it's like... It's it's almost like their new Broadway song. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like a redux of. It's just not really jazz. Not Although really I jazz. heard Peter Erskine was playing drums on it. Well, I'm sure everybody was playing on it is amazing. Yeah, yeah. Like, and I remember he went in. He was like, "This is so cool." This because they they described it as a jazz movie, and he like either you know seen the synopsis of the score, and he got in to the to the scoring session, and was like. Uh, what are we doing here? This is a jazz. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, it's a jazz movie. It's not a jazz score, though. The whole score is kind of jazz-ish. <laughs> jazz-esque. Jazz-esque. It's not yeah. real uh, jazz per se. But I will give props to some certain things that usually drive me crazy in, in movies about music. Yeah. Ryan Gosling ov- obviously put in a ton of time on the piano. Right. Way more than he needed to. Way, I, I mean, he could, he could, what he had to play, he could play really well. Yeah. And it looked, what he's playing sounds good. Yeah. Um, not it, jazz, but good. Not jazz. But <laughs> then there was never a moment where I'm like, Oh, he's not really playing that. Exactly. You know, and that pulls me out. Like, um, another great movie that they totally messed this up was the Johnny Cash movie. Did you ever okay. see that? It's not a jazz uh, documentary, but with, with Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, and, right, right, right. And, you know, so, like, there's a scene where there's, you can hear a drummer, but there's no drummer on stage. Yeah, and yeah. that, I was, I was done with that movie yeah. after that. No, they did a great job yeah. in La La Land of, of, I mean, I remember there was that one scene when he's, you know, really playing a bunch of notes and they're not showing his hands on the keyboard. And I was like, well, he's got the look, but that's easy. And then they kind of pan around and yeah. I was like, what are they going to do now? I was like, damn. You yeah, know? yeah. No, he's, he's definitely, he did it right. He did yeah. it right. So, so props to uh, Ryan Gosling. And I mean, I think the music is, I mean, I, I know I said, we said we didn't, we'd suck. Actually, I think it's pretty good, I guess. Are you turning style. on this? Come well, on. no, no, no. I mean, I would just say that. It's good in terms of it's a musical. Yeah, that's what it, that's what that movie is. It's a it's kind of a high end retro, you, you know, mu- uh, musical or whatever. Which I remember when it was first described to me, and then you know, my daughter was like, "Dad, it's and you're really gonna like it because it's a it's a musical." I was like, "Well, I already don't like that." Ryan Gosling said, "Don't like that," well, and, and it's about a j- and he plays a jazz pianist. I was like, "Definitely don't want to see that." Yeah, but could you imagine if they would have had like Terrence Blanchard do the score? Come on, <laughs> right. then it would have been like off the charts, amazing. Exactly. Exactly. But, I mean, it's such a great movie. So It's a great again. movie, no doubt. All right, so next we're going to go one, two, three, four, five. We're at six. Well, we better move it along here. Okay, it's Kansas City by Robert Altman, which, which is, you know, one of the greatest directors of our time. Yeah. Um, he has some other great movies that I love. This is kind of mid-'90s. And this one, I actually don't even remember it that well, but I remember I was playing with a lot of the people that were in this movie, and I kind of was kept waiting. Like each one kept getting called. Nicholas Payton, yeah. Christian McBride. All your friends get a call. Mark Whitfield, some of my best friends. I was like, man, this is my. So I kept checking my phone. Maybe my service. I got service interruption or something. Yeah. Never quite got the call. But that that's a really good jazz movie. Interesting story. Great movie. Amazing playing that's actually being done as they recorded the movie. I know that. So yeah, that's good special. score. Yeah, good yeah. stuff. Cool. That takes us to number seven. Uh, this is the classic Mo Betta Blues. Uh, right. Spike Lee joint. Yep. 
Uh, uh, I like the way you pronounce that correctly. Mo Betta. Mo Betta Blues. <laughs> no, not more better blues. This is uh, this Har- Harlem Renaissance era, correct? No, uh, current day nineties, early nineties, late eighties. Yeah. I- oh, I'm thinking of the other one. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> it's been a while. It's been some of these. It's been a minute for right, me. Right. I got to check this out actually. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm kind of a little bit on the fence. The music's really good. Actually, Terrence does almost all the trumpet be- playing, uh, and, then, right. and there's one this cut. This is really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. really good. And I mean, that's this is another really good. Denzel Washington did a great job of learning the trumpet, and Terrence apparently worked with him for like three months and like getting even the fingerings correct. Amazing. And that's it's some in some ways is harder than. The piano, well, no, piano's got more keys. Piano's harder, sorry. But I mean, you know, he did a really good job. The actual story of the movie and stuff is a little hokey and corny, but I remember the music is good, so yeah, we're, we're putting it in there. Um, so that brings us to what are we at? Number nine now. Number okay, eight. Gonna, oh, number eight. Okay, I don't know about that. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. My friend, you're correct. Oh, because we're doing nine. Yeah. Okay, so this is. A documentary that I think was done a few years ago, but it's it's been promoted a bunch on Netflix. I actually saw it a live screening of it here about three months ago at the art museum, and I was just floored by floored by it. And that's the documentary about Nina Simone entitled "What Happened, Miss Simone." And I recommend everybody. I think it's still available on Netflix. It's a beautifully recorded. A documentary, some incredible extended high def footage of her from like the early '80s, I believe. That's awesome. Uh, from the Mont- Montreux Jazz Festival, uh, with just really focusing on her piano playing, her amazing singing. I didn't really, I vaguely knew the story about her life, but it really goes in deep. Such a dramatic and interesting life. Um, I mean, you know, like her and her family lived next door to Malcolm X in suburban New York for amazing. a few years, and the kids. I mean, just a bunch of things even beyond music. Um, great, great, great movie. Yeah, she's an amazing character in this music, in this music, and she's an unbelievable force in this music. Too, yeah, right? and I really like that they focused a lot on her piano playing because a lot of times, obviously, she's known as an incredible singer, but she started out as a classical pianist, and that was what she actually always wanted to do. She yeah, kind of yeah, added yeah. on the singing because everyone loved her voice uh, and, and her writing. She's a great pianist. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, well, that's going to round out our list with number nine. We're going to round out our list with. Uh, what is this? Good night and good luck. Oh, I heard that's amazing. It's a bit yeah. of a Homer pick, I think. <laughs> I heard. No, yeah, this oh. is really awesome. So this actually is this is up there, I think, with uh, Round Midnight. It's not a movie about jazz at all. It's not. But as far as the quality of the film, the writing of the film, um, for those of you who don't know, it's about the life or about a brief window of time. Uh, Edward R. Murrow um, was great CBS journalist. Great CBS journalist was um, pushing back against. Uh, Joseph McCarthy and the the communist sort of witch hunt. The great Joseph McCarthy. No, we're not we're not doing that. But uh, the music was uh, often talked about in how good this film was. Yeah, and that's because the music was all done live in house. Right. Um, by uh, Diane Reeves and my man Peter Martin right here was on this uh, yes. film. Yeah, and then on drums was Jeff Hamilton. Yeah, yeah. Um, on bass Bob Hurst and. Um, a great sax, uh, saxophonist, Matt Kattengub, who used to actually... I mean, the whole thing, I, I think, that happened with... You know, George Clooney wrote and directed the movie, and he had this idea he wanted... I mean, it's like documentary style. It's in black and white. It's not a documentary, obviously. Yep. But it's it's. there's a lot of things that... I guess they... I don't know if they call it docudrama or something, but, you know, there's a lot of the the speeches that Edward R. Murrow gave or or, like, his narrative that he's giving on camera... 
um, were exact words and things that he said, you know. Yeah, so yeah. it's 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 very original. And then apparently there, there's some connect. Like Ella Fitzgerald actually was appearing during this time on a on a television show in a studio next door. So Clooney had this genius idea of weaving in the music because he didn't want to just have kind of music of the time coming through because he wanted to have that documentary feel. But he wanted music yeah. to be like kind of a Greek chorus to what was going on. So he picked out these specific songs that kind of had a play. On what on what was happening with the drama of the story, um, and then how he pulled it together so it didn't just sound like it was coming from heaven, was that we were rehearsing in the studio next door, and he would kind of pop his head in from time to time and see us playing. That's such a great idea, and it, yeah. I mean it works so well in the film. And then obviously the choice of Diane and you and that whole band, you you all pulled it off. It, I think what's so great about the soundtrack is listening to these great modern musicians play in that style a yeah. little bit and try to like. I, I, for me, it's it's. Uh, just works so well. Award-winning soundtrack too, right? Yeah, I think I think we got a Grammy. I want to say you think. Come on, no, no, I really, I do, I do not know. I've gotten, I've gotten several, but I, no, I think it was award. I don't, I don't remember. I know it was nominated for a bunch of Academy Awards. Yeah, it was nominated song. for an Oscar too. I think for, for yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that's what an Academy Award is. <laughs> Yes, no, I was, yeah. I was reiterating. <laughs> I'm like, I had an Oscar. Yeah, but um, no, it's a cool movie. Soundtrack's great. And yeah, everything that we recorded that's in the movie was done live and recorded, which we were shocked that they let us, not only let us do that, George Clooney insisted on that. We were like, great. He's like, do you guys mind recording it live? We don't want to, you know, because we're thinking we're going to have to go in and record it and yeah. then come back and come you play. Know, that's put, a pretend like too, we're playing. Yeah. And so they, they had it all mic'd up and we just, we just nailed well, like it. Like I said, it was the right, right personnel for that. And it's just a, amazing effect great use of jazz in a film for yeah. a period so uh good well we hope we help we hope you uh enjoyed this very <laughs> self-indulgent list of nine uh movies no i mean we could do another movies. list of nine movies there, i mean there's some that we left off for sure you know yeah. all the old movies even i mean if this podcast gets really we could just do nine movies we like that aren't jazz would anyone care about that <laughs> That's awesome. No, no one would care. But, you know, if you keep on listening, then you'll hear it. Thanks for listening to this episode of the You'll Hear It podcast. You can go to you'llhearit.com to get more information, submit a question, or just say hello. Wait, you can do that? Absolutely. All right. And if you like what you heard, please leave a review and a rating below. Thanks. Thanks.